You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, let's talk about today, I think, a topic that will benefit a lot of guys and girls out there who are looking to improve their golf swing with lessons. And it's been interesting for us because we've been kind of forced to do this on a much bigger scale during the lockdown. And it's it's comparing what you can get out of in-person lessons, comparing that to online lessons. And we've seen, we do online lessons every day. And we have the technology and we're able to measure a lot of things in the golf swing. But we also do, I would say now we do more online lessons than we do in-person lessons. And we're seeing some pretty incredible results from just how those lessons are tapered, right, to the individual student, how focused they are, and how frequent they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think... um we were trending in that direction, but you know, with, with this COVID thing and everybody shut down, it, you know, I guess like forced our hand a little bit to, to figure things out a little bit more and to tar- start doing more of these. And we've had, um, great feedback from the students, um, as far as the improvements they're starting to see from the online lessons and just in general, how things are structured. And, and you, and, you know, I think a lot of people have the notion that you, it's not as good as an in-person lesson. I actually am starting to think in many ways, the online lessons, especially the way we're doing them, is better than an in-person lesson. Uh, there's no question about it. In many ways, it certainly is. So let's look at in-person lessons. What what can happen or probably should happen in an in-person lesson? So if you go, you know, schedule a booking with your local pro or whoever you drew out of town to get, get with a pro. That pro is either going to use a couple different things. He's either going to have a launch monitor. So he's going to look at your delivery data for the club. He's going to have some cameras, hopefully, so you can kind of see and film your swing and capture it in slow motion. And then he's going to have maybe some 3d, maybe some force and pressure data. Those are basically about the options you have. Now, what you can do from all that is you can find out exactly to the percentage or to the 10th of an inch or to the 10th of a degree, what the club's doing, what the body's doing, or, you know, what your pressure and, and force data is doing. And that's not done that often in golf lessons, meaning there's not a lot of people that offer those types of measurements and lessons. So typically what'll happen is you'll go and you'll get your swing filmed, right? And the pro will analyze it and you'll talk about some changes and you'll start to work on those changes. Now that's something that doesn't have to be done in person. In fact, most most people have higher quality f- cameras in their pocket than what pros are going to have in their studios. It's hard to beat an iPhone for picture quality. And you know, I tell people all the time, I, I spent like five grand on my first camera, <laughs> right? you know, 20 years ago. 
you know, and this thing in my pockets is better now. So the, <laughs> what an opportunity for people to film their swing and get feedback just from what's in your pocket. The last two cameras I bought were $1,700 a piece and they did 90 frames a second. Mm. The iPhone will do 240. Clear as day. <laughs> Clear as day in 4K. So you're, you're going to get the same quality unless you're going to get 3D measurements or force data. That can't yet I think it's coming, but it can't yet be done remotely. I think we're going to be able to do that pretty soon with the cameras as well, but it's not there yet. So if you want those numbers, you're going to have to go see someone in person. But the vast majority of golf lessons take place with a pro looking at your swing on film. Well, maybe not on film. Right, or just eyeballing it. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. The, the, I think the eyes are running at about 18 to 20 frames a second, so pretty slow maybe, frame rate. Yeah. Exactly. Some of us a lot slower and more blurrier than that. And uh-huh. then you're going to, then he's going to analyze it or she's going to analyze it. And then you're going to, he's going to make some suggestions and you're going to do the drills and they're going to watch you hit balls. That's pretty much what a typical lesson is. So uh, someone told me this a long time ago and I didn't quite understand it then. The more I teach, the more I think it's true. A good in-person golf lesson is about 10 minutes of instruction and 50 minutes of making sure you're implementing it right. In other words, yeah. watching you hit balls. Uh, yeah, I always tell, I usually will tell them, hey, lesson's over in the first five minutes. I mean, you, if, if I'm having to still be teaching you at minute 55, I probably didn't make the diagnosis correctly. Or didn't explain so, it I mean, clearly enough, or yeah. it's more on us then if that's the case, right? Yeah. So the, the model, the lesson, in person lesson model is, it's not very efficient. It's, it's, yeah, I can stand there and watch you hit balls, but there's a lot of talking, BSing going on. I mean, just it is not the first five minutes is the information, and then it's like Mike said, it's like the the other fifty five minutes of me watching you trying to implement it, and and maybe some frustration if you're not able to implement it in the hour because you feel like you paid a lot of money for this hour and you want it to be, you know, you want to hit a lot of good shots, and it just it just takes time. It takes a little bit of practice and working on it over more days to get the result and that and i think the expectation level in a lesson a lot of times if you're not hitting it better or perfect by the end of the lesson it was a bad lesson and just the whole model of it is and the other problem with in person is like once you leave me you know the most i don't hear if i don't hear from you how do i even know you're practicing it right like it's the only sport where the pro doesn't really get to watch you practice you know basketball practice you know the the, the, the coach is there watching every, you never even have a practice without the coach with golf. These golf, you know, everybody's practicing without a coach all the time. They come take their lesson. They get their information. They go practice it. They have no idea what they're doing. And that's when the light bulb started going on for Mike and I, you know, we implemented this, this program recently and, you know, people get kind of unlimited access to it. I mean, it's been going great because they get, they, we watch them practice and we get feedback and they'll send us swings almost daily. And what a great way to get better instead of just taking a random lesson and going off on your own. Well, there's, there's a lot of, so we talked about basically what's covered in an in-person lesson. I think most people are aware of what's in an in-person lesson. Probably mm-hmm. most people listening to this podcast have had one at some point in time. What you don't always see is kind of the behind the scenes, right? Look behind the curtain a little bit. So you'll have, you'll have the golfer who'll come in, maybe not feeling great, but they've got the lesson booked and they don't want to miss the booking. So they're not, they're not in shape so to speak, to get a good lesson. They're not in the frame of mind 
sometimes to have a good lesson. They may have hurried from work. They're not stretched exactly. out. They didn't have time to warm up. It's just like, and they're nervous, maybe the first time hanging out with you, the teacher, and you're in this, like my hitting bay has $150,000 worth of stuff in it. And they're always worried about breaking TVs or whatever, you know, it's just a, it's a, the dynamic of it, you know, can make them a little nervous. Or there's a pro in there who's just finishing up and you got to hit your first 20 minutes of the lesson in front of a pro. That can be nerve wracking for a lot of folks. Uh, on that note, David will pop his head in. David Tom's, right. I work at, Dave, I run David's Academy and he'll pop his head in on lessons occasionally just to come in and, and um, talk to the people that are, you know, coming to the Academy. And I mean, it's like, like they you, lock up. You physically see a change. And they'll say afterwards, I, I didn't even think I could hit a ball with him watching. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I made contact. So it, that that's part of it, right? Right. They're always happy to see him, but they end up locking up. So it, um, it's interesting dynamic. Well, there's, there's some performance anxiety, right? No one wants mm-hmm. to swing bad in front of anybody, much less the pro or a touring pro, right? Everybody wants to have their kind of bring an A game to the lesson. And that's not the best lesson. We want to see the C and D game. We want to see the issues. We want to see the worst shots. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's always a, a comfort level issue. And then, you know, we both have these massive jumbo buckets of balls there. And how many times do you have the guy who come in for the lesson and he's paying good money for that one hour? And it's like it's his job to empty that bucket of balls in that one hour to, I mean, f- to feel like he got his money's worth, right? And you wind oh up getting gosh. a much poorer lesson because you're just – you're machine gunning those balls and you're not going slow enough to feel a change, but you have this, you know, you just have this pressure of, okay, I need to maximize the dollars that I'm spending here. So I'm going to get a bunch of reps in and it winds up, you just wind up not making progress or enough progress that you should. Yeah. I mean, it might, and at full speed, most likely you're not even going to make any change. Like None. Uh, you just, you're just not. And Mike said it the best, you know, I usually tell people, Hey man, it looks like you've got two balls in the air at the same time. You're going so fast, <laughs> right? They hit the first ball. They get the next ball up. They got that one in the air and the first one hasn't landed yet. Yeah. So if you're doing that kind of stuff, especially when you're practicing by yourself and not really working on anything, it's, it's kind of a waste of time, but to circle back around, a lot of people don't know how to practice because they've never had their coach watch them practice. Right. And they don't want to practice in a lesson because they want to be taught in a lesson. Right. Exactly. And then when people get nervous, they don't slow down, they speed up, right? Mm-hmm. So how many times have someone said, all right, or you've told a guy, okay, your normal seven irons, let's say 80 miles an hour, I need you to go 60 on this one. Dude, it's like, it, you could give them $100,000. Yeah. They might go faster on the yeah, next ball. Exactly right. There's, so it, the nerves take over. So there's, there's all of that. So there's some good, there's definitely some bad with the in-person lesson. Right. You get to put the hands on the player if it needs to be. They can feel this and that. That's good. There's a lot of negatives that, that we see day in and day out with in-person lessons. Now, with an online lesson, you get to film your swings. You may film 15 swings. You can pick the one that best, you know, you saw the ball flight for that swing. You, you hit can, the shot. Mm-hmm. You can pick the one that you think best describes what you're dealing with. Right? Because a lot of times we don't know the history of the player when they come in. We're just seeing the swing that shows up that day. How many times have you had a lesson? The guy says, this isn't my normal swing. This isn't my normal swing. No, the best one is I normally draw it. Right. Normally... <laughs> and every ball's been slicing, right? Yeah, I normally draw it to the right. left, five left path. I'm like, you sure, man? Yeah. It, yeah, things... yeah, I always hit draws. I always hit draws. <laughs> yeah, things just change. <laughs> so when you're filming your swing, you can pick the one that best 
represents what you normally do. And a lot of times guys will send us swings from the actual hole they're playing, which is the mm -hmm. absolute best. Cause that's the oh swing. That's the most real swing you can make is when you've got water left, OB right. And you've got to hit this T ball. That's the swing we want to fix, right? Not the swing that to... goes 10 feet into a net. And we got the launch monitor saying, you know, it's just a wide open field that we're trying to hit in. We want to see the nerves. We want to see what that does to your body. Yeah. It, so in, in, from our point of view, we get the most realistic data visually when we get to see your swing on the course. So I have to interrupt for a second because this reminds me of something that happened yesterday <laughs> and, it, and it was hilarious. You know, you sometimes you, and it, it was one of my juniors, what do they say? Out of the mouths of babes, you know, yeah. they, they say some really stuff. You're like, oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. He goes, you know, I've, um, I've been working on my swing a lot and I think my nervous swing is a lot better. <laughs> and I said, what? He's like, yeah, my, my, even my dad said it. He's like, your nervous, your nervous swing is better. I was like, you know what? That's just one of the smartest things I've ever heard anybody say. Is like, I had a nervous swing, and you know, it, it shortened it. My dad would be like, "Hey, man, uh, you know that ball you hit, you know, into the water on the eighth hole? You made like a waist high backswing." I'm like, "That was my nervous swing." I, yep. I was thinking to myself, "That was my nervous swing." I had to make sure I finished my backswing anyway. My dad told me this uh, a while back. I stole back. that immediately. My dad told me this a while back. This is right when I was just when he was just teaching me how to grip the club. Play. He played golf in college, and he said the first lesson he had. So this is going years back. Uh, happy Father's Day for everyone out there. But he, it's yeah. going way back. He said, the pro told him. He said, Mike, everybody's got five swings. You've got mm. your practice swing. That's everybody's best swing. You've got your range swing. That's the nest spec swing or the, or the one below the practice swing. Then you've got your on the course playing with your buddies. Then you've got your on the course in competition front nine. Then you've got your on course in competition back nine. And they gradually get worse. Right? Mm, so, back nine tournament. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would be the worst. So yeah. we want to correct that move. Right? Yeah. We get a it's, lot of people that will send us practice swings. It, it there's not a lot of bad practice wings going on out there. You know, that's so true. And like these, a lot of these, like, I feel like, like you call, we call them like Instagram swings. Like, right. Okay. Well, how's this thing look, you know, on the golf course with trouble left. <laughs> right. and You really it's start a pretty to see. swing, but let's see how this thing looks in action. Yes. You, you start to see things change. So we can't do that unless we're doing a playing lesson. We can't do that normally. Right. Right, so, and but you're but even then you're not getting measurements and you're not doing all that. So you're you're back to the advantages of doing an online send your swing in type of lesson, and then that gives us time to digest what you're doing, to really think about it, to really look it over if we need to to compare it. There's a lot of times where you just kind of be stumped on certain things, and I'll call you or we'll call Scott and say, "Hey, take a look at this. What do you think?" And you just can get that feedback that you cannot get in a one hour lesson, like that collaboration type deal. So. Absolutely. And I say it all the time. I've never given a bad online lesson. Right. It's just, there's no, I, it's I just, a totally I have more different time. Deal. Yeah. I've never given a bad one. Like I need, if I need the time or need to ask you or Scott or somebody, what, what I think like, I, you know, I've, I've been working with Darren Clark some, you know, I've let you look at his swing and you know, I'll let Scott look at his swing right. some, you need to, to help me. Um, and that's the value of it. I don't have to just look at the swing and then, you know, I'll have a student hit one ball and they look at me like, okay, what'd I do? Right. It's like, well, dude, first of all, you know, let's hit a few more shots and get warmed up. But 
you know, I need to take, take a few minutes because when I do open my mouth, I want it to be right. And with an online lesson, you can always guarantee that I'm, you know, I'm taking the time to make sure I'm telling you what. Exactly really right. You can often doing. explain it better and we can really dial in on like a one, if you can leave, and it's so easy to do with an online lesson, if you can leave knowing exactly what to do and usually one or two things max, then you've got some clear, tangible information to go out and play. And you, and you can, you can get that information at your own time. You know, when you're, when the kid, you just put the kids to bed and you're in the living room and you're just kind of going through emails or whatever. And you're, you're watching that lesson at 11 o'clock at night. So you're digesting mm -hmm. it. You don't feel the pressure to have to hit the next ball and change your swing. You can digest it. You can marinate on it and go to the range and start to implement that. And then you can send a swing back in and say, Hey, am I doing this right? Yes or no. It's like the magic of improvement happens in those four weeks between your regular lessons, right? That's where all the yeah. magic has. That's either the progress or the, the moonwalking or it stays the same. That all happens mm -hmm. in those four weeks of your practice that when you do something like you, you have a coach that has a plan in place where you can do regular touches, small regular touches. Like sometimes it's no more than just a thumbs up emoji in an email. Yep. That's exactly right. Keep doing it. Or let's say, let's, let's drop the foot back and let's move the elbow over here to change. It could be that small, but you can't get that when you have to book an hour at a time. No, no pro is going to let you book three minutes at a time. No, so no for sure. Yeah. So there's tons of advantages to that. Don't, if you're looking for instruction and maybe you don't have a lot of access to pros in your area, or maybe you've tried the pros in your area and nothing's really clicked for you. Do not be shy about working with a good instructor online who has a history of working with players and seeing improvements online. It's a phenomenal way to learn. And if it's done well, you can have a lot more advantages to it because you'll have a, you'll have a journal of your progress too, because everything's shared digitally. So you'll have that journal as your progress goes, which always doesn't happen on in-person lessons. No, that's right. I mean, I think we could probably do a 2.0 to this, just kind of to explain how we go through our process with people that, so they can know kind of what to expect in a good online lesson. But, um, yeah, if you've, if you haven't tried it before, we, you know, we'd love to, um, to help you out. And um, you can find us, you know, online, athleticmotiongolf.com. Yep. We went long on this one, but I think it was a good, uh, it's a good topic because there, is, there mm -hmm. are more ways to get better than what most people are used to having available to them. And that was yeah. kind of the point of this. We just want to make sure Absolutely. that you're aware there's a lot of ways to get better at this game and you can do a lot of it now on your own time. The phone has changed everything. 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 All right. Anything else we need to cover before we head out? I think that's it. But uh, just like always, if, if these are helping you guys, please go over to iTunes and give us a five star. And also uh, leave us a written review if you have time. That uh, helps other golfers find the podcast. We're trying to help as many golfers as we can. And subscribe. We love those subscriptions. And subscribe. <laughs> and we'll see you guys on the next one.